Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Chef Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio, and I am excited because we're coming back. I think it's a three-peat performance here. My buddy, Dennis Snow, the Disney guy, a lesson or two from the mouse. This time, we're going to talk about leadership. So before we dive into the meeting today or the interview today, I want to talk about a couple of things. If you have an amazing story that you'd like to share or a question that you'd like me to answer, you can send those to me on any of the social media channels. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, you know, and just use the hashtag AskShep and I'll answer the question either right there in the channel or I'll do it in my newsletter or maybe on this show. And don't forget about my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on many different networks, uh, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, uh, C-Suite, and even on YouTube. If you can't get it anywhere, just go to my YouTube channel, Shep.TV. We always have great segments and amazing guests, and you don't want to miss it. So with that in mind, let's jump right into the interview with my friend, Dennis Snow. He has a passion for service. If you've been listening and following the show, you'll know and you've heard him before. He is, uh, he spent more than 20 years at Disney. And uh, just last year, uh, in his last year, excuse me, I'm going to let you tell him the story. Tell me about your last year at Disney. And why did you decide, Dennis, to leave Disney to start this crazy business? Yeah, yeah. Other than teaching, teaching everybody else about the lessons you've learned from the mouse. Right. Yeah. Well, my last year at Disney, I was with a division called the Disney Institute and I was uh, leading a team there and uh, they do a cast survey every year to rate, to rank leadership performance. And uh, my claim to fame is my last year there, I was ranked in the top 3% of the the leadership team. So you know how you have that, you you look back on your glory days. That was my, that was my glory year. That's pretty Uh, exciting. uh, But I I had hit 20 years, you know, I'd I'd worked there for 20 years at that point. And uh, I had always wanted to do my own thing. And so, uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to go out on my own and uh, do this customer service thing. And, and I just hit 20 years doing that. So I, wow. I, I so you've been my, doing this 20 years now. Yeah. And I, I'm almost yeah. as old as you are. Yeah, so I, so, should, so I, I just want you to know, so you add those together. That's 40 years, 20 right. years with Disney, 20 years teaching what Disney taught you. And right. I know you keep current because I've heard your presentation a number of times and, and, Sure, there's ideas that are timeless, but you've actually got some very timely ideas as well. Yeah. And uh, what when you were you started working there at what age? I was 19 years old, yeah. and I was working at a ride that's not there anymore called Twenty Thousand Leagues Under I the Sea. I love that yeah. ride. It's I not was, there. Yeah, that was, was the submarine. Yeah, it was. It was. It was one of the best. It was the best job I've ever had. Um, yeah, you get to play Captain Nemo. Just. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, how good, life doesn't get better than that. So uh, for those that aren't familiar with it and who will miss this amazing ride, you get into this boat and, and the only thing you basically see is, I mean, it's just barely above water right. and it's a submarine. And all of a sudden, as you submarine. go down the submarine, what's that? Submarine. Yeah. It, it's a submarine that doesn't really go underwater. It doesn't really, well, it does <laughs> go underwater, but it doesn't, or does it actually you're sitting ever go underwater? You're, you're sit, you're, the windows are below water level. The, right. 
stuff never actually went down. But what happens is just as we're going down and all of a sudden you see all these bubbles going up, giving you the illusion that you're going down 20,000 leagues under this. By the way, how long is a league? It's how far the Roman army could march in a day. Is that really? It's wow. That's true. true. <laughs> Which is approximately? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. A few yeah. miles? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And here, here's a little trivia for you. And you can edit this out if you want. It's not <laughs> We're not going to edit it out. It's not, not 20,000 20, leagues down. It's 20,000 leagues across. Traveling. That's, yeah. Because ah. I, I don't know how many miles it would be down, but you would be in the center of the earth. Uh, <laughs> so this way. Yeah. Little so, trivia, you know? Yeah. So it's still, it's 20,000 leagues under the sea. Right. You're called, under the sea going 20,000 leagues. Okay. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. I learned something new. Boy, but my whole, everything know. I've known all my life has now changed because yeah. of this moment. Well, the <laughs> second, after I did that, they sent me to work at It's a Small World. Oh my gosh. And I heard still, that song. That song. Do you yeah. still whistle that song? No, no. Uh, and when people, you know, some people will start singing it and I have to stop. I'm going to have to go back to go on the medication. Into a seizure? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, that was the longest six months of my life. So I went from the best job I ever had to the worst job I ever had. All right. Well, hey, let's get into this because everybody wants to hear about some of the leadership lessons that we can teach people about building this culture of service from the Disney point of view. Right. So where do you want to start? Let's talk about uh, how do you define the organization's level of service? Is this like, yeah. I, I know I have some notes here. Is this like right. creating the vision? Yeah, it, it, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. And, and what I find with a lot of organizations, you know, they, they say, we want to raise, we want to improve the customer experience. We want to make, you know, we want to deliver a fabulous customer experience. So they'll put out, you know, the memos, they'll do all kinds of things, but they never really define what they want that experience to be. Uh, and so I think the, the, the starting point is for any organization is defining that experience, that, that experience you're trying to create for your guests, your customers, your patients. So the starting point that I think works really, really well, and I do this with a lot of my clients and, and it came from my Disney days is what do you want your customers to say about their experience with you? which is really your brand. Mm -hmm. And to help that, I say zero in on three things, three things that you would want your customers to say. So for Disney, it would be something like, it was a magical experience, they paid attention to every detail, and they made us feel special, okay? If, if guests at the end of their vacation at Disney could say those three things, we knew they were gonna come back, and we knew they were gonna tell everybody about their experience, all right? right? So this is huge, I wanna yeah. emphasize this because if they don't hear anything else from anything we talk about today, start out by defining what are the three things you want right. your customer to say about you. And the reason I pick Boom. three things, is the reason I zero in on three things is it, it makes you focus on mm -hmm. what you want to differentiate your organization from your competitors or any other organization. You know, you could come up with 20 things you want your customers to say. But if you zero in on those three things, it really makes you think about, all right, what's our differentiator? So that's step one. Uh, step two then is after you've done, and you can do, it doesn't have to be your whole organization. You can do that with your department. You know, if you're just, if you're in charge of a department, you could do exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, then step two is, okay, if we want our customers to say those three things, then what has to happen? What are the behaviors that we need to demonstrate 
if we want our customers to say those three things. So if we want our, our guests at Disney to say they paid attention to every detail. Well, from, from a behavioral standpoint, then if I'm a cast member, you know, an employee there, that means if I see a piece of trash on the ground, I go over and pick it up and throw it away. You know, it's obvious. Uh, if you see something that is, you know, paint is peeling, uh, I know that I need to, to, to call that in and get that taken care of. Uh, otherwise, people aren't going to say they paid attention to every detail. Um, I think was, part of the reason they have people out there like painting the fences, they're really not painting. They're just making it appear as if they're right. paying attention. Not, to, no, I'm serious. I've never yeah. seen more people paying attention to detail as I have at a Disney theme park. But that's hilarious. There's really no <laughs> They're acting. They're yeah. actors. <laughs> that is, can I use that, Chef? Sure. <laughs> that is very funny. Uh, but you see how it all just kind of falls into place. You know, it, one of my favorite things is that I, I saw recently, you know, it was a magical experience. You want your guests to say it was a magical experience. Well, as you know, I have a, a five-year-old granddaughter. Uh, and... You know, one of the big things is, you know, she'll dress up in the Disney princess costumes, whether it's mm -hmm. Jasmine or Cinderella. She has a different costume for every time we go out there. Uh, and, you know, it was a magical experience. The cast members, they will treat the child as though they're actually the character. So they'll say, oh, Jasmine, you're here today. I can't believe you're here today. Some cast members even will carry uh, autograph books with them. To get an so autograph, oh can my I, gosh. Can I get your auto? I can't believe you're actually here today. So you think about you know, creating a magical experience, well, that just kind of falls into place. So step one is, what do we want the guests to say? What do we want our customers to say? You know, three things. Then, okay, what are the behaviors that need to occur in order for them to say those things? That's the culture. So what people say is your brand, what your employees are doing, that's your culture. You know, you can always tell what a company's culture is. You just go in and you watch what people are doing yep. uh, or what they're not doing. You know, right. that, you can tell what the culture is. So it begins with that. So Disney, you know, over the years, and this was a, you know, this was a process. It didn't happen day one. Uh, you know, Walt Disney had a pretty strong focus, but it evolved over, over time is identifying what that guest experience is supposed to be. And then what the cast member response, you know, the employee responsibility is in making that happen. So that's the, that's sort of the, the, the starting point. That's a great starting point. And you know yeah. what? That's a great time for us to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. What you've just given us is rock solid gold. Thank you, Dennis Snow. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go away. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're gonna love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating. And we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more. So the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Dennis Snow. And so far, Dennis, I mentioned solid gold. What are the three things you want your customers to say about you? And then define the behaviors that drive that experience. 
let's go to the next place. How do we get this into the company? What do we okay. do to get this activated in the culture? So with that as the foundation, then you weave it into everything that impacts your employees. So the hiring process. Are we hiring people that are wired to deliver those behaviors? Okay, so that, how do you do that? You know, that's so, a huge question. So, so again, you look at the various, it's actually pretty straightforward. You look, let's use a housekeeper as an example. You, you look at the qualities of your superstar housekeepers. You know, what makes this person a superstar housekeeper? And that's going to be different for, you know, one hotel versus another hotel. But you look at the people in your organization who they are the service role models. And, okay, what makes them service role models? Sit down and have a cup of coffee with them. Take them out to lunch. You know, how do they look at what they do? Why do they do things the way they do them? What, what motivates them to, and you kind of, you create, and, and I don't want to say profile because I know that has some negative connotations too, but you create an image of what success looks like in the various What's roles. their persona? What's, yeah. what, what are their habits? Yeah. Yep. So are they, so Disney, and I think every uh, outstanding company does this, they take the hiring process very, very seriously. You know, they really make sure that they're hiring people who are wired to fit that organization's culture. And again, it's not about making everybody the same, but it's about identifying what differentiates you and bring in people who are wired to deliver on that, on that differentiation. There's another side of this, though, that I think is just as important, and we never talk about it, and I think Disney has done it so well, is during the hiring process to model the service values of the organization. Because training begins during the hiring process. You know, if you okay. said, okay. Tweetable moment, training yeah. begins during the hiring process. Absolutely. So if you say, you know, one of the things that is important to us is they paid attention to every detail, all right? That's a, that one of the things that we want to happen. I show up to interview for a job. Let's say I'm interviewing with you. I'm there at the appointed time. You're not there. Okay. Nobody else in the organization is expecting me. And they say, well, have a seat. He'll be here in a little while. And I'm sitting there. Nobody brings me a cup of coffee. I don't know what's going on. Now, if I get the job, you can hand me a manual that says it's important, to pay, you know, it's important <laughs> to pay attention to every detail and be on time. Yeah. But you didn't demonstrate it. And so one of the things when you go to a, and, and it's not about the place, it's not about the thing I'm about to describe, it's the intent behind it. Uh, when you go to interview for a job at Disney, you go to the casting center, you know, and that's a very carefully chosen word because they want you to know you're being cast for a role versus hired for a job. Okay, so you go to the casting center and it's got a Disney feel to it. They've got, you know, the Disney characters in gold leaf and the doorknobs to get into the building are from Alice in Wonderland. And everything about the, the hiring process treats you as a guest. It models the Disney culture. So when I work with organizations, one of the things that I suggest to them, uh, and I think any organization can do this, is look at your hiring process step by step from the perspective of the applicant. And how can you build the values of the organization into every single step of that hiring process mm. that people say, okay, this was amazing. You know, this, so again, the training began right there. And I remember when I went through the, the hiring process at Disney, uh, and that was now 40 years ago, uh, I remember the process was just so well executed 
that I knew I was in the in the right place. And so it starts with, you know, in terms of now, how do you hardwire those things? Are we bringing in people who are wired this way? And are we modeling the values of the organization? All right. And the training starts during the hiring process. Yeah. Let's move into training that happens after yep. the, the cast member or employee has been hired. Right. So as you I'm know, gonna, most... I'm going to lead you to an answer that I hope to get across, but I want to see where you go with this. Okay. All right. Um, well, you know, most organizations, when you, when you join the organization, you go through onboarding, it's usually three things. Here's what you get fired for. Here's who, who your <laughs> bosses are. And here's the book of benefits that goes with work. You know, you know, I've always thought it was so exciting on my very first day of work to read about accidental death and dismemberment, you know, and I'm thinking, what kind of a job did I got? I thought I was a waiter. Yeah, and, uh, but we, and we do have to talk about those things, but at the very beginning, the onboarding process, I think it's vitally important to focus in on the culture, mm -hmm. to focus in on what makes us different. So going back to my Disney days, your very first day, before you ever go out on the job, you go through what's called Disney traditions. Yes, I love they traditions. talk true. about where all this came from, you know, because Walt Disney died in 1966, you know, and it, so, so a lot of people, you know, they, they don't really know Walt Disney was a person, you know, people coming to work there. So they talk about where all of this came from and the, the traditions and the legends of the organization. So what happens is now you have this new hire who now has a legacy that they know is on the line every time they have an interaction with a guest. They talk about those behaviors. You see a piece of trash on the ground, you go over and pick it up and throw it away. You see a guest getting ready to take a photograph of their family, you go over and say, hey, can I take the photo for you so that you can be in it as well. So that first day is all about culture. And it doesn't matter if you're a frontline cast member, you know, working on one of the rides or a popcorn wagon, or you're the new vice president of marketing. You go through that training. And the beauty of it is, is the people who teach that program are frontline cast members. You know, they're the ones, so, so they're able to say, no, no, I, I just do this, you know, a couple of times a month. Most of the time, I'm out there doing the same job that you're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it you know, just adds so much credibility to it. So again, that new, so now that new hire onboarding, the first part is build it into all of that first day. Now, when I go out for my on-the-job training, the trainer takes all of that that I just learned. Now, how, here's how you do that at a popcorn wagon. Yep. Or here's how you do that at the submarine ride or whatever it may yep. be. The concession stand at yeah, the uh, yeah. in the gift store and the you know and even if you're a ticket taker or a street sweeper so the tasks are different mm -hmm. but the objective is, is the same the objective yep. is to create happiness okay, how often uh, do they and this is where I wanted to go with this how uh -huh. often do they go back in for more training well that, that's a that's a tough question to answer because it, it depends all right but what I will say is because one of the questions I do get a lot is how long is the training at Disney and it's forever because it's built into everything. So formalized training that you go back for, you know, some departments, they do it once a week. They have a meeting where they, they're talking about things. Some departments, they'll do it once a month where they're getting together and talking about it. Um, but the point is, is that it's ongoing. Uh, you know, it, so if we have a, a team meeting or we have our Monday morning huddle, right? It's going to start off with something about the guest experience, whether it's a story, a letter that we got, uh, you know, whatever it may be. 
So you're constantly, you're, you're constantly reminded about, okay, it's not about serving the, the popcorn. It's about the, the experience that you're, that you're creating. Right. So my philosophy is training isn't something you did. It's something you do. Yeah. All right. I'll wrap up this short segment and then we'll come back after the break. I've got to ask you a real easy question. All right. Everybody has three jobs at Disney. What are they? Everybody has three jobs at Disney. Well, the, the overall thing is making, you know, creating happiness. Yeah. Uh, did I, am I put you on the spot here? Yeah. Yeah. You, you've oh, got to put good. me on the spot here. All right. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm not sure where I'm you're going to give you the that. answers. All right. Yeah. I've been told, and uh, actually as a result of that, I've written about it and I've preached yeah. it, that everybody yeah. at Disney has three jobs. Mm-hmm. The job they were hired to do, uh-huh. take a ticket, work at the popcorn stand, be the right. new vice president of marketing. Okay. Yeah. Take care of the guest and make that a magical experience. And number three, keep the place clean. That's what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> those are three. Those are three excellent things. I'm writing them down right now. So the next interview. Yeah, uh, no, but you know, it really that's so yeah. appropriate for virtually any and every yeah. job uh, yeah. that you know. And maybe you're not in an environment where you have to worry about keeping the place clean because you're in some fancy office and people are always keeping the place clean late at night when you're not there. But right. and really, at the end of the day, if you see a piece of paper on the ground, yeah. stoop down, pick it up and throw it away. So that, I mean, at Disney, yes. But that's why it goes back to that thing that I, that I mentioned at the very beginning is what do you want your customers to say about their experience? Yep. And once you, so for Disney, you know, they paid attention to every detail, then keeping the park clean certainly, you know, would fall into that category. Uh, but as you said, you know, some people, they might deal with internal customers, those three things in it. It's, but the same thing, what do we want our internal customers to say about their experience with us? Uh, and then one of the behaviors that would lead them to say yep. those things, same yep. thing. Exactly. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to wrap the whole thing up with a few more nuggets of information from the man who spent 20 years at Disney and the last 20 years talking about it. His name's Dennis Snow. He's a rock star, uh, with the mouse. And, and more. Don't go, everybody. We're coming right back. Do you want to amaze your customers, impress your colleagues, and outshine your competition? Well, going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-the-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. And I wrote about this in my best-selling book, Be Amazing or Go Home. And now I have some good news. We just re-released the book in paperback form. And in this book, I let you in on the secrets behind my mantra, always be amazing and i share with you the simple practices that can elevate your game mastering these practices will help you create trust build stronger relationships advance your career and much more so now is the time to step out of the ordinary and into amazement be amazing or go home is available at amazon.com so what are you waiting for make the choice today to be amazing or go home you're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back to wrap this whole thing up today with my good friend, Dennis Snow. You know, we've talked about some great ideas related to building this culture. Um, just as we start to wrap up, you have one final comment. Uh, actually, you have more than one, but one final concept that we want to cover, and that's right. accountability. So yeah. let's, let's chat about that for a few minutes. I think world-class organizations have service non-negotiables. You know, that as a, as a member of this organization, there are certain things that are non-negotiable. Such as? Such as. So, so again, 
going back to my days, you would not walk by a piece of trash on the ground. Uh, you would go over and pick it up and throw it away. You would never eat, drink, or smoke on stage in front of a guest. Uh, regardless of you're having a bad day or the guest is upset at you for something you have no control of, you treat the, the guest with respect. Those are all non-negotiable. Uh, the way I like to position it is imagine, you know, you're in the park and your child sees Cinderella smoking a cigarette. Uh, you know, there probably years of therapy involved, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter how That's many great. billions of dollars they've spent building the place. It's not worth anything, you know, at that moment. Yeah. So what I challenge organizations is what are your smoking Cinderella situations? You know, what are those behaviors that could just take away from that brand that you, you, you work very carefully to craft? Well, certain things need to be non-negotiable. So one of the things that I think is very important as leaders, never let the coaching moment go. Mm -hmm. Never let the coaching moment go. Coaching is real-time training. It's as good as training gets. You know, so a smoking Cinderella behavior occurs, whatever that may be in, in you, you know, your business. A, a smoking Cinderella behavior occurs. Somebody argues with a customer. Uh, they walk by that piece of trash. That is, you know, in today's terms, that's a teachable moment, you know, because it just happened. Uh, and it may be the person just wasn't thinking, you know, whatever it may be. But don't let it go. Don't wait until performance appraisal time. Address it as soon as possible because it's going to stay with the person then. And then they, they also know you're looking. So when I was in management at Disney, we were required to spend at least 75% of our time out there in our area of responsibility. So that's what we were doing. We were looking for things that are going really well and we're looking at things that we could do better uh, we were coaching cast members, all of those things, so that these, these service excellence behaviors were non-negotiable. Now, the other side of that coin is never let the recognition moment go. Mm. So when you see your people really living the values, you know, and, and doing things in an excellent way, uh, helping a guest who's really frustrated, whatever it may be, uh, again, one of the most powerful things we can do as leaders is go over and say, I saw how you did that. That's exactly what we're all about. And I'm telling you, that makes people feel really good. Yep. Um, I'm going to practice more of, of both. Um, now, I just want to add, uh, before I get into my one thing question, yep. or I want to ask, uh, you mentioned non-negotiables. The coachable moment doesn't have to be about a non-negotiable. It could be about anything. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Just I'm kind of setting it up as, as though those core things that uh, you, know, you want to define the organization but absolutely, it can be about anything. Yeah, I, just the other day, I had a great opportunity. I was listening to my assistant. Um, actually, it may have been in an email she wrote. And I said, hey, let's, I've got to talk to you about something. I've got this idea. And it's really kind of almost sales, not uh -huh. really what you're doing. But I saw this email you wrote. And it's a great email, but you put in there something that didn't need to be in there. It was a negative. Right. So you never have to bring up the negative unless you have to bring up the negative. Right, right. In other words, they're not necessary. Don't, you know, don't cast doubt. And it was like, I said, the email's great. Don't take this the wrong way. I just, you know, here's a tiny little nuance. And I want you to think this way. When, right. when you, you know, it's like Shep's available at three o'clock to four o'clock this afternoon. Uh, but after that, he's not going to be available. 
Well, you don't need to say after right, that he's not. Right, you know, right, I'm just right, yeah. oversimplification. And, no, that's good. In that. That's a good point. But for you and I, that might because we're talking to people and we've we've been talking kind of as speakers and consultants in that sales mode all of our lives. That makes total sense to us. Right. But to somebody that that might be new to it, it's like, wow, that's a revelation. Yeah. 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 And yeah. as simple as that sounds, uh, it's crazy. Anyway, it was a that's a great story moment. though. That's that's a really good story. That's that and and yes, that teachable moment. I think. Again, goes back to that point, never let the coaching moment go. Yep. Yeah. So awesome, awesome, awesome information as you always provide us. So I'm going to go with the one thing question. You've yeah. given us a lot to think about, but is there one more thing you want to either remind us about or something you want to yeah. give us an idea that we can use? The umbrella, and I, you probably know where I'm going to go with this. The umbrella you have to put over everything that we've been talking about is as leaders, we need to be walking the talk of all of this. Yep. But one of my favorite quotes comes from Tom Peters, you know, who wrote In Search of Excellence. Uh, and he, he said this in a presentation, and I've remembered it ever since. He said, the problem isn't that your people don't know what you're doing. The problem is they do know what you're doing. So as leaders, our people know what we value by what we do. So if we say these things are important and yet we're doing the opposite, we're, we're talking negatively about our customers, we're putting down other departments in front of our employees, okay, that's not walking the talk of what we said is important as an organization. So we have to look at our day-to-day -day behaviors as leaders and say, are we modeling the values of the organization? And so yep, that's yep. the umbrella you have to put over everything else that we've talked about today. Leadership is the role model for all. Well, yeah. Dennis, thanks for being on the show again. You know, we're going to have you back. If you'll come back, we'll have you back. Yeah, absolutely. You make it fun. You ask me questions I don't know the answers to. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you knew the answer. You just yeah, yeah. hadn't had it that question. Conceptual. It was conceptual. Yes, yeah. yes. All right, everybody. Thank you, Dennis. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Next week, we will have another amazing interview. And until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.